Incumbents, Larry Hogan in Maryland, Charlie Baker in Massachusetts, and Phil Scott in Vermont, are among the most popular governors in the nation. In a wave election, one or more could be vulnerable, but Democrats can't count on easy pickups in states where their presidential candidates won by big margins last year. Their best hopes in blue states will be in Maine, where outgoing Republican Governor Paul LePage has been a source of constant controversy, and in Illinois, where Republican Governor Bruce Rauner, a businessman who had never held office until he was elected four years ago, has been in a multi-year war with Democrats in the legislature. Meanwhile, Democrats could find themselves on the defensive in at least one other blue state, Connecticut. Nor can Democrats look to many deep red states for easy pickups. The nonpartisan Cook Political Report list of solid or likely Republican gubernatorial seats includes a dozen or so of these red states. Democratic strategists say they will not write off those states, arguing that they are determined to go after seats in all areas of the country. As is so often the case in politics, the Midwest looms large in the gubernatorial elections. To mount a serious comeback, Democrats will need to show strength in the region that gave Trump the presidency over Hillary Clinton. In Wisconsin, Governor Scott Walker, Republican, will be trying for a third term. Since winning the office in 2010, he has survived a recall election and a re-election campaign. Walker remains a polarizing figure, but the Democratic bench is not strong there. Three Midwestern states will have open races, Michigan and Ohio, currently held by Republicans, and Minnesota now in Democratic hands. Ohio went strongly for Trump and Democrats have struggled in most statewide races in recent elections. Michigan narrowly backed Trump and probably will see a fierce battle for the governorship. Minnesota backed Clinton by a surprising small margin, and the gubernatorial race next year will be crowded and competitive. In Pennsylvania, incumbent Governor Tom Wolf is seen by Republicans as vulnerable, and Democrats recognize he will have a serious challenge. Other traditional presidential battlegrounds present opportunities for the Democrats, including Florida, New Mexico, and Nevada, where Republican Governors Rick Scott, Susanna Martinez, and Brian Sandoval are term-limited. Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, Democrat, is also term-limited, giving Republicans an opportunity in a purple state. The overlay of the coming redistricting battles adds an extra element of importance to 2017 and 2018 gubernatorial races. In 28 of the 38 states with elections this year or next, the governor has the power to veto a redistricting map produced by the state legislature. For Democrats, that provides the easiest route to check the power of Republican-held legislatures to draw maps favorable to their party and vice versa. Outside money will probably be pouring into many of these contests. Democrats have set up an operation aimed specifically at winning back House seats through more balanced congressional district lines, and that has heightened attention on the gubernatorial races. Normally, our people are focused on federal races, Pearson said. This year, it feels like the difference between night and day. Next year's congressional elections will draw outsized attention for the possibility of Democrats regaining control of the House and putting a huge roadblock in front of Trump and the GOP. But no one should lose sight of the longer-term importance of the gubernatorial races and what they will say about the rebuilding efforts of the Democratic Party. The socialist movement is getting younger, thanks to one 75-year-old by David Weigel, in the Washington Post Power Post section. I'm Sam Scholl. After Democratic Socialists of America became the largest socialist organization since World War II, its members broke into song. As Marcus Barnett, an organizer for Britain's left-wing momentum campaign, stood up to address the DSA's biggest ever convention Saturday, many of the nearly 700 delegates stood up and belted out the name of the Labour Party's unapologetic leftist leader. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, they sang, to the melody of the White Stripes' Seven Nation Army. Bennett raised his fist in the air and sang along, dazzled that a British soccer chant had traveled all the way to Chicago. We got our Bernie, he said. 
referring to Corbyn and Senator Bernie Sanders, Independent Vermont, don't give up hope, your time is coming now. DSA, founded in 1982 to create a political foothold for Marxists, has transformed into an ambitious left-wing force. Membership grew during Sanders' presidential campaign and then started surging the day after Donald Trump was elected president in what some DSA members jokingly call the socialist baby boom. The DSA went from 8,000 members in 2015, the year its delegates endorsed Sanders for president, to about 25,000 in 2017, with chapters or branches in 49 states. Its platform calls for a worker-owned economy and the end of traditional capitalism. You are the antidote to total isolation of living under capitalism said Maria Svart, the national director of DSA, as the convention began. It's the job of organizers to build institutions that will be capable of absorbing masses of people and keeping them in motion. Although the group endorsed him, Sanders, whose campaign and lasting popularity changed public perceptions of socialism, has not been...